Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. When you think about what is in a typical neighborhood park, you might imagine there are trees for shade, benches to sit on, an open field to play in, and a picnic area. If you have children, you hope there is a playground too. Playgrounds are important in Naperville. In fact, we have more than 70 playgrounds in our parks. Today, I'll be talking with Jessica Bergdorf, one of our landscape architects and the project manager of most of the playground projects here at the Park District. Learn about what's new in playground design, how the community helps to choose the equipment, and some fun facts about our most popular and unique playgrounds. Well, thanks for being here, Jessica. Yes, thank you. So what's included in a typical neighborhood playground? Uh, Almost all of them have swings. Those are always a popular item. And then they also have uh, play structures that are designed for two to five-year-olds as well as five to 12-year-olds. And also we have um, ground level features, you know, such as a, a seesaw or the popular spring toy. Oh, kids love those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And those are different in each playground pretty much, right? Yeah. There's you know, a lot of different varieties yeah. as, as far as even fitting more than one child on them. So they've come a long way from the, yes. just the, the typical little duck that you Right. <laughs> or the merry-go-round. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I do want to mention one other uh, feature that we have. Um, all of our playgrounds, you know, we want to make sure people can be comfortable mm-hmm. and you know have an opportunity to take a break. Right. So we like to offer shade in the form of either trees, you know, mature trees, if you're lucky to have a mm. an established playground that's been there for a while. Um, and we have also been um, installing picnic shelters to offer a, a permanent shade option that's also accessible. And underneath uh, the picnic shelter, we like to offer uh, seating. So we, you know, try to do um, two to four tables and then also have uh, opportunities to sit within the play area as well. So we will put benches around the perimeter. Um, Well, renovating a playground is a large project for the park district. Uh, I've seen what goes into it. how do we decide when to renovate a playground and what are the steps from start to finish so an average person might go behind the scenes with us and get a better idea of what goes into it? Sure. Um, so to start with when to renovate, um, so we have a, a typical life cycle of 15 years for our playgrounds. That's just you know an industry standard that we have uh, you know, from experience mm-hmm. when, when things start to break down to mm-hmm. the point that it's, it's worth it to just replace it versus try to keep repairing. Right. And things sure. become unavailable. So you can't even, you know, get, get replacement uh, okay. parts for it. So 15 years is the general standard. Okay. Um, and then we have park district staff here that inspect um, each of the playgrounds and it's on a schedule of every 30 days. Wow, that's that's pretty yeah, frequent. So, yeah. So based on those inspections, they will make minor repairs or note things that, you know, to keep an eye on, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, so based on their, you know, monthly visits to the site, uh, the staff are able to anticipate, you know, if they'll need to adjust the schedule from that 15-year standard. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So then once we decide it's time to renovate a playground, uh, how, how do we go about planning for that? Uh, I'll just kind of take you through um, 
the average renovation sure. that you would see occur. You know, most most often we renovate them in the spring so that we're able to get the project done in time for summer, which is always the most popular time to use them. Uh, so we'll just start with, um, we start in the summer, actually. So a whole you know, season June, yeah. before. <laughs> yep, yeah, the whole season before. <laughs> uh, so roughly June or July is when we would need to confirm if you actually want to do the renovation okay. you know, in the upcoming right. year. And then in um, early fall, so typically August, um, we will host a public open house and we you know, notify the neighborhoods about the upcoming renovation. And it's more just an opportunity for, for us to get feedback. So right. if there's things that you like or don't like about the park, you can talk to us about it. And you know, well in advance of us actually having any designs finalized. Right, that's okay. great. So you can gather all the information you need that you might not know yeah. from the residents. Yeah. And then um, after the public open house in October, we finalize the budget, you know, incorporating the feedback that we received. Um, typically in November, I request uh, design proposals from multiple play equipment vendors, you know, using um, the footprint that we would like right. to have. And they all have a budget to work from and yes, everything. Yes, right. and they're all going to work from the same budget. Um, later in the winter, in January, um, is when we have our public outreach to help select the play equipment. And that's changed in recent years, right? Yes. It used to be a meeting and now yeah. it's just online? The the meetings we got, not, not as much participation typically mm-hmm. as um, we were hoping for. Um, but now with the online option people are able to do it you know conveniently from home that's great and they can see all the designs on the page and Mm -hmm. then tell us which ones they prefer that's great and then uh, so once we get that information uh, we finalize the design and request contractors um, to provide the cost so that's typically like very early spring like even maybe february march right and then shortly after that we can start construction uh, which is usually, you know, April, as soon as, as, soon as the weather cooperates. Yes. <laughs> um, and then it does take usually about 8 to 12 weeks to get everything installed. Then in June, usually when the weather's nice, we have a ribbon-cutting ceremony? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we invite the neighbors again, and um, our park commissioners attend as well, and they have a nice ceremony to have the kids, you know, they get out the big scissors and they actually cut the ribbon. (laughs) That's great. I know I've taken pictures for those and it's really fun to see the kids get involved and they get to explore the playground and the families come out and maybe if you haven't seen your neighbors for a while, you get to see who's there. Yes, that's what we tend to see. It's like a big neighborhood party. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice thing that we do. Yeah, so all in all, it's about, you know, one year from start to finish. Right. Um, so what playground renovations are planned for this year? Um, this year in 2019, we have three. So starting uh, in the south part of town is uh, Heatherstone Park, which is uh, near the intersection of Route 59 and 95th Street. Okay. And next is uh, Three Meadows Park, and that's more in the central part of town, um, which is you know, Naper and Hobson. Okay, sure. And then the third one will be um, a fall project, actually. Um, it's the JC Playground on the Riverwalk, which is near Centennial Beach. 
Oh, and that that is more of a community or all yes. all community yeah, park. Yeah, a larger scale park. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other two are neighborhood parks, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the JC Playground is is kind of unique it, since it's the most popular playground. Uh, a lot of daycare groups visited, and it's right there on the on the Riverwalk, a little bit west of Centennial Beach. And it, I know from looking at past uh, news articles, it was established in 1990 um, as the first playground that's really for kids of all abilities and to be a place where they all could all play together so I think it's it's one of those playgrounds that everybody's interested in yeah I've anytime I go out there no matter what time of year I always see families using it and I I think you know a lot of them use it as you know like a play date opportunity because it is more in a a central Mm -hmm. location and the Riverwalk has so many nice amenities so people use it as just part of their part of their day to be able to burn some energy <laughs> off. It's a great destination. There's yeah. parking, there's restrooms and yes. everything. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what pieces are being considered for JC Playground that will provide opportunities for all kids to play? That sure. Maybe kids with special needs. So we want to make sure that the JC's Playground is uh, has inclusive design features okay. so that will that's where we can cover you know all abilities right um, not only physical but also you know, cognitive mm-hmm. and you know emotional sensory so we can incorporate um just any kind of uh, disability that that's a child right. may have yeah uh, so a few things that uh, we're considering since uh, it is a nice feature that there's a ramp oh so yes. if you have a mobility device such as a wheelchair you would never have to actually exit the the wheelchair so you could stay on the ramps oh great so from there um there's a new feature that's more recent um it's called a slide transfer so once you're on the platform you can you know if you have a caregiver helping you or even the child themselves might be able to transfer from the wheelchair to this platform that's about 18 inches higher and then go directly down the slide oh so it's just an easier way for them to actually use the features that are up at the top of the decks. Okay. Uh, another feature that has uh, become more popular, well, I should say, merry-go-rounds have always been popular. Yes. But <laughs> don't have the best reputation for safety. <laughs> right, right. So um, there have been some adaptations um, that allow users to um, either stand, if, you, okay. if you're able, or yes. you can, the molded seats allow mm-hmm. them to face inward and then also, you know, just more secure right. and then with oh. the hand grips. So it, you know, encourages kids of all abilities to use it as well as like working together because sure. you can even have kids on the outside pushing or there's, you know, some types that allow you to spin yourself from the center. So it's just, you know, more social and engaging. That sounds great. It's really yeah. versatile too. Mm-hmm. So that's something you're considering for the JC yeah. playground? Yeah, right oh. now we have, you know, several layouts that we're considering and each of them offer, you know, different variations of, of these features. Nice. <laughs> After talking with Jessica in the studio, I headed outside to the JC playground on this beautiful spring day and spoke with one of the parents, Anna, who was pushing her preschool son on the swings. So what do you like about this playground? 
Um, specifically, this playground is really great because it has a lot of shade. It has a lot of mature trees, and um, right now a lot of the sun is coming through because there's, you know, the trees haven't leafed out. But in the summertime, it's just gorgeous. On a hot day, you can come and play, and you're near the river. It's beautiful. Uh, it's close to downtown, so if you wanted to walk and shop or get some coffee and. Um, Often I'll meet other parents here with their kids. It's a great place to come and meet and have a play date. So. I understand that, that um, you also like to visit a lot of our other playgrounds and even the, the playgrounds near where you all live. Is that right? Yes. So I have three boys. I have a fourth grader and a first grader at Kingsley. And um, I have a three and a half year old. And they love to be outside, so we ride our bikes. Um, we often go to the Kingsley Playground on the weekends and after school, and then we live near Old Sawmill, and um, we'll even drive if we if they, they specifically request a certain um, piece of playground equipment. So sometimes we drive to Nike Park. They love to visit different parks on different days. Um, a lot of the parks, too, have a really a wide range of playground equipment so it's great for my fourth grader because he loves to climb and jump and um yet my little guy too he can go on some of the ramps and and climb and and go on the swings too so a lot of the playgrounds are great for all ages i think that the the park district's done a really good job of either preserving the trees when they put the new playgrounds in and in some of the parks where there aren't mature trees they put in the little picnic pavilions and that's been great too because then you can sit and and talk and not be in the sun have a little break shortly after i spoke with anna a school bus pulled up and a large group of middle school students poured out of the bus to take a 10-minute break at the playground it turns out they were members of a seventh grade chorus on a day-long concert tour and they seemed to enjoy the playground just as much as the preschoolers did we hope you also have a chance to explore some of the great parks and playgrounds in our community this spring and summer. Thank you for listening. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.